We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. You can't possibly play him expecting set pieces. So No, but 3,500, you might not care. Right. At 3,500, I think, I mean, I probably played him for Shakhtar. And he didn't have set pieces there. <laughs> Right. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Tom Devine. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Tuesday night by a very special guest... He's been on the podcast a few times. It's been a while. Welcome back to the podcast, Tom Devine. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I just uh, I just got back from New York and had a miserable travel experience. But you're walking back into a podcast with me. It doesn't get any better. It's, I am. It's well, it, I mean, it was my understanding that, that Blunder couldn't do this because talking about young boys might be a violation of his parole. Oh, come on. We're one minute in, already throwing the mud it's, it's a layup somebody has somebody has to take those okay all right all right he certainly would <laughs> he probably would he probably would he um would. for those who are unfamiliar tom divine is probably better known by devo 1099 um 
which obviously is just a play on your name. But you got yeah. it. Yeah. Not not the band. Very great. Right. So yeah. When I used to play poker, people would just say whip it every time I want a hand. Mm. Sure or mocking me. I'm sure you never got sick of that. Yeah, I didn't really get it for a long time and then I was like, oh right. Right. Then it all made sense. Um, we are here to talk about uh, Wednesday's six-game Champions League slate. We're going to skip the early two-game. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to go into a long Dusan Tadic conversation. But did you have any reactions uh, to today's slate before we jump into Wednesday? Keeper's horrible. <sighs> I realize Keeper's horrible, and the Telus penalty was just so brutal. because, And he was highly owned in cash. I think he was... 50 something percent owned in, in the GPP. So mm-hmm. not only does he have the first one saved, but then he doesn't get to take the second one. Right. So theoretically, you're looking at a 27 point swing there. Then I took the Bruges keeper over the Red Star keeper, and that was 19 points. So, uh, you know, variance is fun. Mm. Uh, I hate goalkeeper, and I took Muslera today. Like, I finally got one right, and I still think it's stupid. Um, (laughs) Well, it's just, it is. I mean, it it is. It's like, people that maybe do well overall on it are convinced that that it's fine, but it's it's like flipping coins. Like, if you have a tournament of flipping coins, eventually somebody's going to win seven in a row and be the champion, right? Yeah. Like... I don't know. I just don't. I don't think there's much skill to it, and I think they should get rid of it. But they're trying to increase variance as much as possible, so <laughs> I don't yeah. see it happening. Right. I think the next uh, iteration is going to be a goalkeeper-only showdown slate, but you right. have to actually pick four. I don't know how they're going to do it, <laughs> but um, my biggest fear about Wednesday is that I got my goalkeeper right today, so I just assume, like, I might just take a backup tomorrow to ensure I don't get a negative. Um, yeah. which may just end up like, with a there red might be some ne- There could be some negatives out there tomorrow, too, there could for be. sure. There could be. Um, so we're going to jump in. I want to talk about um, – I was going to give you the option of debate, of deciding what game we were going to talk about. You said it didn't matter to you. Uh, so I want to talk about Juventus at Valencia because I want to have a Ronaldo conversation. Um, <laughs> we – I mean, everybody – knows how good Ronaldo is. He's been shooting at a ridiculous rate uh, at the beginning of this season for Juventus. He finally scored his first two goals this past weekend. And uh, there's some some belief that maybe he won't shoot as much because he's not pressing for goals. Uh, So I want to know if you think that his seven to nine shot floor that we've seen uh, is going to happen on Wednesday and if so that seems like he's a pretty easy uh, cash play yeah I mean it's tough because we have a we have a pretty small sample size of him playing for Juve Um, this is this is probably one of his more difficult matches so far right yeah I would think so Um, you know Valencia is not great but they're no slouch La Liga teams typically fare pretty well in, in Champions League. They're at home. Um, I think it's been a few years since they've been in Champions League, so you know I, I think it'll be a pretty good environment. Um, I, I found it interesting that he was the highest 
the highest value player. I mean, really? I guess. Well, I mean, he's he's away, and they're nowhere near the highest goal odds here. Um, I think I guess it's the fact that when you're looking at City, Bayern, and Real, they spread it around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's such a, a focus, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. My inclination is is to fade him, um, and that's it's just one of those things that it's it's always going to be a high risk uh, to do so, and and he can single handedly beat you. But there's just enough other players here that it I don't know. I, I, I we'll we'll get deeper into it. I just don't. I'm not blown away by some of the values, and I think it's a stretch to get to his price. And I think away, you know, it's not like Valencia hasn't seen him before. Yep. Um, granted, I haven't looked at his goal record against him. I imagine it's fairly good since it's fairly good against everyone. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, I mean, you definitely make the the interesting point that there are other guys on the slate that, can probably match Ronaldo, maybe not like a Ronaldo ceiling game, although maybe even one of those, uh, including some guys on his former team that um, that I think were would be or one of his most recent former team, not the two ago. But um, does it make you feel like you'll just stay away from, from Juventus altogether? Uh, I'm not sure. I am no, not oh, necessarily. Okay. I, I'm I'm not. I'm certainly not crazy about them, but um, I think with Douglas Costa out, I think, uh, and it depends on what if Dybala or Bernardeschi starts. Mm-hmm. But if if I if I look at it and it looks like it would make sense for Bernardeschi to get at least seventy five minutes, he's really good. He is. Um, and I think that if they if they do try to shift the defense over to Ronaldo, that he may, you know, he may get a few touches. We'll see. I, it may be overthinking it. I, I don't know. I haven't really, you know, I, I've been out of town, so I haven't really sat down and, and dug into it. Um, but I think he's a def- decent leverage play on Ronaldo, uh, as would Mandzukic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was I was looking at at, at Bernardeschi's per nineties in in Serie A, and you know he hasn't played nearly the minutes, um, but they're really good, mm-hmm. and he's four K less. <laughs> uh, I always wonder how much of it is because he happens to play for Juve. Like, yeah, he was good. He was very good for Italy. He was. Yep. And it's just to... I, I just don't I don't know that is like you know Ronaldo is playing ninety minutes and you'd be lucky to get 75 out of Bernadeschi and you know, that alone is, is probably helps make up the, the difference in salary anyways. I think you could make the argument that anyone who starts in the attack for Juventus is a minute's risk other than Ronaldo. risk. Yeah. I think so that's it's not fair. even like Dybala. Dybala is probably more yeah, like I, 65 I just, than 75. I don't, I don't think Juventus is particularly attacking away, mm-hmm. you know, Ronaldo doesn't know how to turn it off, so he's going to try to do whatever he can. Um, but I do think that his his you know his Juventus shot numbers so far are outlier. Like it's just it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of why I was thinking if if you don't play Ronaldo, you're probably like I don't think you you really are going to Dybala or Bernardeschi based on kind of the prices of other guys in other games. Yeah. That and like you said, like Juventus probably is not going to attack that much away. Uh at least not versus some other sides that we see on the slate. So I don't know. I kind of look at it as like I, it's either Ronaldo or like a Juve fade. And it's not even like an active Juve fade is that bad on this slate when you have Man City and Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Like, I think you can get away with the Juventus fade theoretically. Yeah, uh, I think I think you can trust Valencia to keep them under wraps to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, like I said, Ronaldo can't turn it off, which is always a, a fear. And he's going to play 90. But... You know, is Juve really going to keep pressing if they if they score two goals and right. if he if he only scores one of those and then he ends up with you know twenty one points? I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's scary. It, it kind of depends on how everything else shakes out. Mm-hmm. You know, Aguero they say is fit now, right? Uh, I mean. It sounds like he he's going to play. Yeah, they could just start or not. Uh, it, that, I mean, you're trying to guess Pep Guardiola's line is always. Uh, yeah. I mean, knowing anything, we'll plan on Aguero, and then we'll get like Sterling, Mares, and Sane, and he'll just forget about Aguero and Jesus. And hmm. ugh. Um, but let's talk about that game because Aguero is the um, the second most expensive player. So you wouldn't touch anybody on Valencia, you're saying? Um, I mean, I'll. When I was putting lineups together, there were like multiple iterations where I literally had 5100 left, and Danny Parejo happens to be 5100. Um, right. But I'm not sure I'm going that much further. Like, uh, like Valencia brought in like a number of like really interesting guys, and I'm just not sure it's late enough to know if we can really get a lot out of them, if that makes sense. Like yeah, Rodrigo but, has been playing really well, but I'm not sure I'm going to take him like against. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to strike. I, I, the only people I would take with for Valencia are, are people that rely on peripherals because mm-hmm. I just, I'm not counting on goals there, but Gaia is in play. And I think Parejo's at 5,100 is, I mean, you, there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of players on this slate at all that have what I believe to be a monopoly on set pieces. I am not certain if Rodrigo would take penalties over him. Parejo has taken him previously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely on corners. He's he's just kind of their their fulcrum. And at fifty one hundred at home, uh, you know, I think I think Juve may sit back and absorb the attack, and and he might do fine. That would be it, yeah. But there's so many goals out there. I don't know if that's I'm just saying I'm, I'm certainly not dismissing him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's well on my radar. Yeah, my radar doesn't go any further. I guess, like, I'm not oh. sure. Gaia, where was he? I didn't. Uh, Forty-one hundred. Forty-one. That is, that's pretty cheap, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But right. it, you got you me know. looking. Well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think defense is tough, as usual. It's very top heavy. 
Right. And, and if you do that, then you're, you're going to be limiting yourself elsewhere. Like, are right. you really going to play Kimmich in Alba or Kimmich in Marcella mm-hmm. along with Ronaldo? You're, I mean, you're scraping the barrel yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. You're going to wish you had 5,100 left for Danny Parejo at that point. Um, speaking of Marcelo, let's talk about Real Madrid. Home against Roma. Oh, we were talking about City before I interrupted you. We can do whatever you want. It's oh, your, we can do it. City's it's fine. Oh, that's there. right. I, I, you're right. I did bring up Aguero. Um, okay. Is it weird that I'm actually more interested in, in the Lyon guys? Or really just one or two of them. Like, I feel like the city guys are expensive on a slate where at least in cash, I want to spend up on other teams, even though it makes perfect sense for man, like to have multiple man city players. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, you know, Leon is, I mean, they're not good defensively. Mm-hmm. They're going to play open against pretty much whoever they play. And that's not going to end up sitting very well with city. <laughs> um, I, I do think that, you know, you can make the argument that, that City spreads it around so much right now that um, it, it's really hard to identify exactly, A, where the set pieces are coming from, and B, where the goals are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody leans Aguero, and if you look at his game log in EPL, you know, I think he had one hat trick, right? And then other than that, it's been like maybe a goal came off at 65 or 56 or whatever it was last game. Yep. And then is uh, questionable for this this match as well. So if he does start, you know, does does he play beyond sixty, especially if they're up? Um, if he doesn't start, is he not going to get a run out if it's remotely close? And if it's remotely close, and that means the guys didn't play well. So I don't. Know. I mean, I think I would lean towards Mares mm-hmm. uh, if it looks like he might have some set pieces, um, but I think. I think Bernardo's probably taking him on the other side regardless. And and David Silva's certainly in play if he's there. They're kind of a mess. I mean, they're a dominant mess. Like they're you're you're probably not gonna be upset if you play guys there and, and it's just, you know, if you're talking strictly cash, settling on one of them is a challenge. Yeah, I mean Sane took them last weekend, and most of them. Like if he's he took a lot of it's hard to know. It, I mean, we, we sit here and, and worry about this so much, and I don't even know how much most of these managers care who takes these. Like, right. these guys are all the most skilled players in the world, and it's like, you know, it's like shooting a technical free throw in basketball. It's like you probably have, like, seven guys in your team that can make them pretty well mm-hmm. unless you have a guy that, that shoots them at 95%. And it's kind of like we're like, oh, they take – you know, four out of six set pieces last week, he's definitely the dominant guy. And then the next week it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just, unless you're sure that the role is, is firm, I, I just think you, you get yourself in trouble chasing like two corners, like mm-hmm. Granite Jaka. Like who plays <laughs> Granite Jaka? And then you get bailed out by a, by a free kick. But it, it's just, you know, there's, there's only, only so many corners that are even going to go around yep um and they're not even all going to be crossed right right they all take them short if they're up a few goals they're going to take them short like it's but there's but i mean they could also score five goals (laughs) right (laughs) i would i would imagine i don't i haven't read anything where they're you know 
Messi came out and said, we are prioritizing Champions League this year. We want to win Champions League. Uh, I would imagine City's kind of in a similar boat. They already put up 100 points in the Premier League. Like, yeah. There's not a whole lot more to accomplish there. They could win it without, you know, while prioritizing Champions League. Um, but you're getting City in an open match. and Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to want to put it on a show. Mm-hmm. That didn't help at all. I can say this. I'm not going to play Walker and Delft. Okay. If they beat me, they beat me. <laughs> the dangerous Walker, Bobby and Delph fade. A couple weeks ago. Like, give me a break. 5,000 for Walker. Goodness gracious. Um, okay. You'll let Fabian Delph beat you. I get it. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can try. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the the toughest part is that no matter where you go, the floors are all relatively the same, I think. They're all kind of around the five-ish range. Um, do you think any of them are any higher than that, realistically? Are they all seven? Um, I mean, the problem is is the guys that have floors are also major minutes risks. I mean, everybody's kind of a minutes risk on, sure. on City. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. I I think you know. I think Mares, if he starts in Champions League. Realistically, uh, I feel like they'll let him play because he hasn't been playing a whole lot, and they'll they'll let him go maybe most of the game. Um, so he's my lean, and I, you know, I think I'm probably biased towards him because he generally comes through when I mm-hmm. take him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernardo, I don't know. Bernardo kind of he just seems like he blows it every time. He's like in a good position to score when I watch them. I can't stand uh, playing so him. I'm biased against him, but me too. But I think he's probably the second highest floor. And then Sterling, I mean, Sterling gets in the best positions of probably any player in the Premier League. And he also misses a lot of sitters, but there's there's a lot to be said to be getting in those positions in the first place. Like mm-hmm. his movement is spectacular. And in an open match, he's so fast. Like if they have any chance to counter, because like, it, you know, you said you're looking at Memphis and Fakir. They, I mean, Leon's going to attack. They're not going to, try to go down you know without a fight so um yeah i mean they're all playable i I wish i had you know better answers but i unfortunately don't have a crystal ball i guess just Uh, i can speak really confidently if we do the recap show i'll speak really confidently about whatever happened (laughs) i i like fakir's price at 6100 much more than any of the man city guys like that's kind of the way i was looking at it um but he's not even, I mean, he's not, I mean, or, well. It's not just about set pieces, Tom. It's not just about set pieces, but for but for Leon, it kind of is, no? Because City's not going to allow them to counter. So when they get when they get possession, it's going to be against probably a pretty, like, dug-in team, and it's going to be a matter of, like, if they're showing some attacking signs, you know, if Fakir can take a shot from outside the box and force to save and goes out of, out of play and takes the corner like that's kind of how he's going to get the points like I don't see them having too many breakaways mm-hmm. but maybe I mean maybe if if City is all out and I don't know 
I just assume I, that they're both going to be all out because I they don't really don't, know how to play any other way. Are you playing figure? You want to play figure in cash? Why not? Because he won't. Why not? Would you play Memphis in cash? You seem to be much higher more, on Memphis. Well, he's not that much more expensive, and and he's certainly favored on corners. I just I, I don't see I don't see a particular amount of upside here to take any Leon guys that you're counting on for attacking points. And not to say that they can't do well, but but that's the whole point of cash is is you're trying to you're trying to you know lock in predictability. Mm-hmm. And they have. I believe the lowest expected goals on the slate. And if you look at City's peripheral stats allowed on on the year, it's it's like it, you just they have the ball. Yeah. And you can't you can't go all out against them because they'll just come back and and torch you. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think you're you're looking at names and they're obviously very good players. You're looking at names that you know and trust and you kind of have to like put that away and and look at the metrics and the the numbers are not favorable for Leon here. Yeah. That's fair. If, honestly, the player that, that jumps out at me as somebody I would consider from Leon is Ndombele. Hmm. A guy who gets the vast majority of the stats defensively. You have to pray he doesn't get two yellows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, or just like hack down like nine people. But City, I mean, City allow a lot of tackles because they have the ball all the time. They, you know, they, they're, they're also counter pressing. So they're going to foul on here and there. Like, I think, I mean, he's min price. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, I haven't made many teams, but if you're really trying to stack things up, I, I doubt he kills you at 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, 3,200, sorry. It but is the kind of the guy I, I like I, to play. I, just, I, I think I think you're stretching to to be like really plucking guys out of Leon for cash. Okay. I think GPP, yeah, because I think they're going to be incredibly low owned because they should be. Because they should be. <laughs> Great. And they're and they're good players who you know Vicar can score on on anybody. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis is good. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sorry to, sorry to shoot down your idea. I, Not at all. No, no, I appreciate it. I do, I do respect your thought process, and I think you're an excellent player, even if you don't do this for a living. I, um, all right. Um, <laughs> now I get to talk about Real Madrid. Uh, you mentioned earlier to me today, um, we were talking about Gareth Bale's viability, and I look at Bale at 9,900, and I look at Benzema, Kareem Benzema at 8,100. And I'm not really sure what I'm getting out of Bale for the extra 1800 bucks that I can't get out of Benzema. Obviously, getting more shots. Is it that many more? Is it like uh, one more? I mean, so far this year it has been. I, you know, take that with a grain of salt. You're getting crosses. But is it, what's the actual difference? Like You're getting two... more touches in the box. Does he actually have more? Two more touches in the box per 90. Wow, that's a lot. Almost two more shots. Four more crosses. I mean, this is a small sample. We're talking about four games four so games, far. Yeah. But these are these are relevant. This is more relevant to me than last year because this is Sans Ronaldo. Yep. Um, 
they both seem pretty happy without Ronaldo there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys are some of the best players in the world and just have been completely marginalized for Mm -hmm. several years now. Yep. Um, Benzema's fine. I prefer Bale, if that's what you're getting at. Okay. I prefer Bale, even considering the $1,800 difference. Right. And how... How good do you think this Roma team is? Like they obviously made the semis last year. I think they were not as good as that run. Meaning, well, they're nearly they're nearly identical. They had a very easy run. Yep. And Liverpool had the easiest run. Yep. Um, I think the the downgrade from Allison to Olsen is fairly dramatic. I mm-hmm. think Allison was sort of like an NHL. Uh, goalie in the playoffs where he got you know if you have a great goalie in in hockey you you can get to the finals without really doing much else and i think allison was sort of like that Mm -hmm. um i think we probably think olsen is more decent than he is because i think sweden is really well organized Mm -hmm. um and uh i don't know they've been they've been they've been pretty bad so far and, he, uh, he's particularly been pretty bad. Olsen. He's particularly been pretty bad, and they've just been overall been pretty bad. Like they've had some pretty shocking results. I was actually uh, just in Rome a couple weeks ago, and, uh, and people are pretty nervous considering mm-hmm. considering how good they were last year. Like it's amazing how quickly it turns. But yeah. um, they've had some horrible results. I don't think they're a good away team, and I think Real uh, has a serious point to prove because. Um, you know, they've been talked about as Ronaldo carrying them. And, and, you know, meanwhile, they've, they've been completely dominant Mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they've got something to prove. So I think they're going to come out, uh, and, and play well. I think Roma is going to be, uh, on the receiving end of that. (laughs) So I'm assuming that means you're not really considering guys like Kolarov or Jekko, not so much in cash for Jekko, but um, I don't know. I'd be I'd be surprised if I ended up in the uh, in the salary range of Kolarov or or uh, Under and mm-hmm. and took either of them. Um, just because I I don't know. I, I just don't like I don't like playing teams that are going to have a fraction of the possession. Obviously, this match could be 4-2, you know, 5-2. Like, this Champions League, sometimes I, I don't have the numbers to back it up, so I should just stop talking. But I feel <laughs> That like, doesn't I stop feel us like on this podcast. Evenly matched teams or, or good teams, they kind of don't care as much about defense, and they just try to score goals and put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I bet the over in, in Liverpool PSG today, and, and uh, you know... Even with the goal, Salah's goal called back, like it's still cleared pretty easily. If you look at yeah. some of the matches, it's like if you look at two high-profile teams that can score goals, they tend to score goals in Champions League. So mm-hmm. I do think, you know, in that sense, Roma could could get on the board. Um, you know, depending on how lineups shake out, Kolarov could make sense. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they discount enough for the matchup and Kolarov piling up stats against like. Mid-tier Serie A teams that pack it in against them, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Talk, uh, talk to me after he, after he uh, makes a free kick, because that seems to happen every time I fade him. Yep, but... yep. One cross, one shot, but he scores the goal. Um, yeah, I mean, Bale, Benzema, uh, whoever, whether it's Isco. I mean, Asensio has been amazing lately. He has been. Um, I mean, that one match for Spain, like yep. it was like a five-minute stretch with like two golazos. One of them they called an own goal, which I, I guess is technically correct, but... Uh, and then, I mean, is Marcelo getting old? What's going on there? I was going to ask you that. It He's a player who, like, it seems like he always has a back issue. And back injuries, like, make you old. Like, right. much earlier than you should be. Um, I don't know. The, the Marcelo of this season is not the Marcelo that we're used to seeing. Um, maybe his numbers, are, his numbers are frighteningly bad. So. Yeah. Um. Is it that there's more attention on him now? I mean, that seems silly that, like, since teams aren't necessarily nah, shutting him all probably, down. I think, part of, I think part of it is probably that it's a four-game sample. And <laughs> it could be. Whatever. Um, I think I think he, he probably, like, he seems, he seems to step up in Champions League as well. Um, sure. I think he likes a spotlight. He's, uh, he's certainly not a shy individual. Um, so I, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little frightened by his numbers so far, but I still could see using him just because I'm so low on defenders overall. But isn't your lowness on defenders a lot because of how low you are on Marcelo? Well, I'm saying that I'm saying that I may end up paying up for, for the security of, of thinking that I can get, you know, eight points out of him, even though his, you know, four game La Liga season does not suggest that I can get eight points out of him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I'm definitely not getting eight points out of Kyle Walker. <laughs> no. Unless they give him like two clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kyle Walker. Um, I, okay. All right. Ramos Ramos is also a defender you have to look at. You do. He's on pens now. It's a hilariously high price for a center back. Yeah, but does he have three penalties already this year? Or is it only we called the guy we called the guy Pinaldo. Yeah. For a reason. And I mean granted he he earned a lot of those penalties, but I mean Real is is a, a shifty team. Like yeah. They can, they're going to have a lot of the ball. Um, I mean, he scores on penalties, and, and, you know, what was he before he – what would he have been before he was on pens here? 4,200? Yeah, around there. 4,000? I don't think – I don't think he would have been in the 3,000. I agree with so you. So you're saying that you're – it's a $500 increase for, you know, call it a 20% chance that there's a penalty. 15, whatever. I was going to say 20 feels a little high, but I, yep, I get you. I get you. I don't know. He's certainly, I mean, he'll, he'll be a high own in GPPs, and rightfully so. I, I think. Um, the and yellow I, card and I odds have to be significantly higher than the penalty odds. <laughs> Fine. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would be all that much more confident with Marcelo. It's just crossing just it doesn't pay anymore. Mm-hmm. 
know, they're 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 doing what they can. You know, they they lowered it to to 0.75 a while ago, but then crossing's gone down. Right. And they, they should even it up, but they but they have no interest in doing that because it favors uh, it favors whatever you want to call it, players that that look for floors and are able to identify floors better. I don't want to just call it sharper players, whatever, but like that playing style tends to be more consistent and they're, they're trying to take that away. Mm -hmm. So if the counter to that is taking Ramos who can score headers and take penalties, then I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I would take him over Kyle Walker. Yeah. 4,700 does. I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't see a clean sheet in their future. I think Roma's will score. I agree. Um, I'm not sure there's a clean sheet on the slate. Like a definite clean sheet on the slate. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, Yeah, I guess that, I mean, is is there ever a definite clean sheet? But, um,. Today was a fairly strong one with um, even even the underdogs are 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 feisty here. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I forget who said it earlier today, but um, I mean, there there are better teams in the Champions League now than there were last right. year. Like, so, yeah, there's there's less severe mismatches, right? Because they because of they changed the way the teams qualify because. They want to move towards a, a European Super League sooner than later. Um, they literally removed these, teams. These big teams, like these big teams that like Inter, that have been left out for a while and want to spend a ton of money and right. uh, don't want to keep missing out on Champions League money. They literally removed champions to bring in teams like Inter and Valencia. I, yeah, I guess I don't care. <laughs> I, prefer, I mean, realistically, I prefer watching games like this than. Yeah, than I mean, I, I I get like you know give the small guys a chance, but I don't know. That's what Europa's for. Right. People people are watching Europa a lot more than they did before. So mm-hmm. take take that as your as your big European uh, shot at glory. Right. It's, it's not like any of them are. There's just it's so stacked against them anyways. Now it's just not fun. Like I don't need to see Malmo lose seven nothing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to go with Ludogorets, but I like the Malmo call too. Um, let's move on, unless you have something else to say about Real Madrid or Roma. Uh, I mean, Kroos is cheap and on corners. I guess we should have discussed I hate, that. I hate it as much as you do, but it's not, I mean, it's not bad. I just wish he would shoot more. Yeah. You need, it we seems need like Germany. he's all with him, right? Like, they know exactly what role it is. So it just in in you know to win any GPPs you need variance. You don't need a guy to to deliver what he typically delivers. And uh and they over I think they overprice crosses as it is now. So mm-hmm. on top of that's my other complaint is on top of knocking it from one to 0.75, they then jack it up the second the guy takes a corner. It's just like like let me let me add 50% to his value and yep. then those are you know, overpriced. So I can't see myself. I'm just not a Crows fan um, in in DFS at all, but uh, I get it. People play them. It's security. It's, you know, their second best odds. Like they're going to have 
possession. He can get an assist. Like there's plenty of ways that, that he can break my heart, and he does a fair bit. But uh, I don't know. He's just not really a guy that uh, I can get behind. He he's obviously safer. Do you think he outscores Fakir? Because they're the same. I price. would take I would take him in cash over Fakir okay. repeatedly. Okay. Um, I think Fakir has a much more interesting range of outcomes, mm-hmm. uh, but many of them bad. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. But Fakir could score twenty six at, at call it four to five percent ownership. Mm-hmm. Cruz could score eighteen if he really lights it up. Right. At twenty percent ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, Suleimani is also in that price range. Um, taking set pieces for young boys home against Manchester United. Uh, yeah, I just generally can't stand Manchester United. But you love young boys. Um, no, but I understand why people would play Suleimani. I'm not sure I'm going to. The problem, uh, the bigger problem I have with Manchester United, it's not even really Manchester United. It's Jose Mourinho because I really like Romelu Lukaku, and I just feel like he's just not able to be Romelu Lukaku playing for this team. I think they've been attacking more lately. They have, but, and I think that, uh, and we discussed this last year. It used to be very easy. Part part of it was. DraftKings only had the Opta stats for Premier League and, and maybe a couple of the other major leagues. Now they've spread it all out. Um, so the their prices were always inflated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that is as big an issue now. Um, you know, from a straight familiarity standpoint, uh, I think more people are going to flock towards Premier League teams. Um, but Premier League teams used to totally underwhelmed last year they completely reversed it and they yeah. shouldn't have been underwhelming for a while because they've i mean they're if you look at it strictly by uh you know how much money they're spending uh they were always at the top as it was along with you know real barca Bayern, mm-hmm. uh and they're, they're way up there so they should have more skilled players and if they have good managers in Mourinho is a good manager even if he's a lunatic um they should, they should, they should, <laughs> I almost said something horrible. Um, they should, they should do very well against uh, this Swiss team. Um, I mean, young boys were not good in Europa last year and they didn't have any good teams in their group either. It wasn't like, and I, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to, to handle United. Um, you know, Mourinho's style is to play slightly more defensively away. You know, he'll look at this match as like one he wants to bank one nothing or mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. Um, Which is kind of outrageous my- when you think about it. Like what these two teams are and his idea is like, let me just go bank one nothing. Right. Get in, get the hell well, out of there. <laughs> they're, they're projected for more goals than than Juventus. If you want to talk about that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think the I think the young boys guys are cheap. I think I think Suleimani is is easily the the best draw. Um, Fasnacht is, is actually seems like he's a pretty good player, and 
um, because they don't have stats on him uh, except for like two like minor runouts in in uh, I think was Champions League qualifying last year um, or something I don't know but he he's far too cheap for what he does for them uh, regularly and he's out on the wing mm-hmm. uh, so 3700 I think he's he's a pretty solid play um, if you don't want to pay for Suleimani and and maybe an okay GPP play. I I wouldn't count on them to score goals, so that's kind of a and and How Rao is or however you pronounce his name, Ho Rao. Yeah. Um, he scores a lot of goals, but I, I don't know that they're coming here either. Like like I just don't want to go against a, a a team that is lining up as defensively as as Mourinho might away, and then. You know, they, and they can attack at will too. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> the other problem we have with which, I, mean, I wish Suleimani hadn't been so good in Europa, right? Because they wouldn't have had any of his his Swiss league stats. And you get him at thirty seven hundred instead of fast not. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, six thousand is a lot. Yeah, for a guy that it's a it's a stretch to to score a goal and. You know, maybe he maybe he can, he can grind his way to eleven point five or something, and that would be probably fine in cash. Um, yeah, I, he's certainly on my radar. I I I, I don't know if I'll end up there, but uh, I think he's he's well worth considering. Like like I said, like you know, there aren't a lot of guys that have monopolies, and I would imagine. How Rao's on penalties, but Suleiman should take pretty much everything else. So even with the expectation that Manchester United plays defensively, like is it, I mean, if they're playing defensively, then Young Boys has to have the ball, or is it just kind of a passing back? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And and I like I said, I think United has kind of shown some signs that they've been willing to attack more recently, and I don't know if that's like pressure coming. Down to Mourinho finally. Um, how do you yeah? How do you get your Manchester United exposure if you think they go into Young Boys and crush them? Because we were saying like they're similar to Man City. They're the the list of possible set piece takers is not short. Yeah, who? Do, I mean, what are you what are you projecting right now for their lineup? Um, I would. I'm going with the expectation that it's at least up front, Lukaku, Alexis and Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really solve the problem. I mean, I assume Rashford probably takes most in that situation, but Alexis kind of takes whenever he's near. Yeah. And then he, you can't get Alexis away from the ball if he's near the ball. Right. Unless you're Paul Pogba with a penalty and you're wearing the armband. Um, well, that was before the transfer window closed. <laughs> now uh, Alexis might fight back. Right. Um, Fred is obviously the wild card. Fred somehow has like escaped the DraftKings set piece Algorithm. algorithm. Yeah, because he's still so cheap despite taking almost all their corners in one of their Premier League games two weeks ago. I'm not sure he's even played since then. He um, took three, right? Um, I thought it was more than that, actually. 
pretty sure it was three. Was it three? Okay. Maybe it was some free kicks that I added into the list there. Um, you're right. Yeah. Six crosses. Yeah. He finished with, I mean, he had a game that should have his salary significantly higher. Three shots, six crosses, four chances created. And yet here he still is 3,500. Um, but I, I mean, you can't possibly play him expecting set pieces. So no, but 3,500, you might not care. Right. At 3,500, I think, I mean, I probably played him for Shakhtar, and he didn't have set pieces there. <laughs> right. Um, that's a fair point. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's almost, not that it's like a waste, but it feels a bit like a waste of a roster spot. I just, you're, you're absolutely guessing that he has set pieces. Um, but but even with set pieces, his peripheral ceiling is like six at best, right? And it's probably realistically like three and a half. I don't know. I feel like he had some good games for for Shakhtar. I mean, I, we might have, but I mean, we don't have much of a sample on him this year mm-hmm. um, in this formation, and I think that. The fact that they're away would lead me away from him mm-hmm. because if, if if they do attack, then Marina's going to make sure that Matic and, and Fred stay back if Pope isn't going to be allowed to go forward at all. Right. Um, I know last year there was a massive discrepancy in uh, fullback crosses from uh, home and away matches for United, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure is, is all related to strategy. Um but you know, the, I just I don't know that the young boys can hang with them. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't think Fred would be a bad play. You're, you're taking a bit of a guess. He certainly, you know, if you want to try to pack in goal scores in GPP, then then having a guy at 3,500 with a little bit of upside is uh, is fine by me. I mean, like I said, I I wasn't ruling out Ndombele for Lyon, so I mm-hmm. certainly can't rule out Fred who will be actually be favored and can also put in some defensive stats and might have set pieces and might have set pieces. Yep. No, that's fair. Um, or a small share of set pieces. Who, who was in the lineup when he did take set pieces was, were Rashford and Alexis in or at um, least Alexis. It was there. Let me see their game against Tottenham, uh, Lukaku Lingard, and they played three in the back with Shaw and Valencia as their wingbacks, and he played basically next to Modic and Pogba. So no Rashford mm. and... So pretty much nobody no that would ever take that. Right. <laughs> right. Lingard did. I think, it was none for think, Lingard, which I think was... Yeah, good. but Lingard's not that high on the on the pecking order either. I mean, Correct. I think it goes, what, Mata, Alexis, Rashford, Lingard, Fred... Young, if he's in, is ahead of... Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. I forgot about Ashley Young. I don't think he's going to play, but... Uh, yeah, I think I think, I think think they could be a reach. Like, I don't think Alexis is going to concede corners to Fred. It's not like Alexis can score a headed goal on a corner, so right. he Alexis, may as well be there. Yeah, Alexis took two after coming on. Um, and he probably wants an excuse for not tracking back, so at least he can <laughs> sit taking the corner. Like, what do you want from me, right. Jose? Right, right. 
I was so busy over here trying to hit Smalling in the box. Uh, do you like the fullbacks at all? Speaking of them? No. Me neither. But I never do is the problem. Benito, kind of... Benito might be playable. We have almost no sample on him, but mm-hmm. uh, he's only 3700 which it's still maybe too expensive, but he, back in the old days, he would have been 2500 Right. Um, but he, I think I saw that he put in like six tackles in whatever game they had tracked for him. Like, they'll have those opportunities. Yeah, well, that certainly, yeah. It's probably a pretty bad play, so let's move on. <laughs> I, I Would you play Lukaku or Alexis in, uh, in a GPP lineup or neither? Who's getting the one-man United bank? Oh man! Assuming Pope was on pens, right? He missed the last one. Did he? Yep. It was saved. Mm. I don't know if that changes anybody's opinion, but right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm gonna end up on either, but <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I I feel like. I feel like Alexis just hasn't really been very good for United he overall. Hasn't. So I'd probably lean Lukaku. Okay. Lukaku's a really good passer for a big man. Yeah, he is. So Every he, podcast he, I try he, to get some and if, and if And if young boys foolishly try to like put pressure on them and allow counters, like he's lethal on the counter. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy for how big he is. Like it's like Magic Johnson running the the, the fast break. <laughs> I haven't heard that comparison yet. That's uh, that's a good one. Um, Bayern at Benfica. Uh, Bayern, another team that will let pretty much anybody take a set piece. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a lineup configuration that would make us think like, okay, I know who's going to be on corners. Um, right. Even a split, like I think that, you'd be like, "Well, this guy will definitely take on the right, and this will guy will take on the left." Like, I'm not <laughs> even sure you could say that. They um, literally don't care, right? Um, and they get a lot of them too. Is the problem? Um, Benfica, I don't think makes me hesitate. Meaning, it's not like I'm going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to take these guys because they're playing at Benfica." I think Byron's good enough and Benfica is not as good. Um, but I don't know. Kimmich is always going to be the one that gets my attention first. And then I kind of like, once I decide if, if Kimmich is too expensive, then it's like, all right, then I'll move on. But, uh, I don't, I don't start anywhere else with Bayern. Yeah. Yeah. Byron's Byron's tough to call. I think uh, I think Robin's been really good so far he this has year. Been. Yeah, um, you know, catch him while he's healthy. <laughs> uh, Tiago has been pretty good mm-hmm. so far. Um, yeah, I mean, the problem with Kimmich is 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 you're you're kind of you know he's a good he's a good floor play, but he's it's priced in at sixty seven hundred. Um, but like I said, like there's not a lot going on at, at defenders, so you may kind of get back into him if you want to have any confidence in your defenders rather than just going straight punts. Um, 
I'd say of the of the know, guys we were just listing though, I can't did I I don't know if I mentioned Hamez or not, but like Kimmich has the clearest path to ninety minutes. Yeah, I mean, is Hamez even playing? Um, like, has he been I playing? I don't think he's been playing in. He hasn't been Bundesliga. starting. What's that? He hasn't been starting. He has been playing. How many minutes does he have? Yeah, I guess he doesn't even have 90 minutes within three matches. Uh, he does not. No, seven, thirteen, and forty-eight. He took the first. Or yeah, they only had three matches so far. He scored though off the bench in his last one. And clearly, he was he was seriously injured in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Twice. Because he didn't even play in like a deciding match, right? Right. So I don't know if he's going to start here either. Mm-hmm. But but the point uh-huh. there is like if Hamez is on the bench. That's somebody who can come in for Robin or even Tiago if they wanted to attack more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean your 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 best bet at ninety minutes is probably Kimmich and maybe Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think Kimmich and Oliver. I'm not even sure they have backups right now. Uh, Rafinha's out, and they let Bernat go. Yep. Um... Rafinha's out. I think you're right. So that's kind of attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved Javi Martinez to a mid finally, so we can talk, stop talking about him. Oh, that's too bad. I was always yeah. very excited to pay 3200 for his one and a half points. And then the sporadic 6.5. Except for the one time you didn't take him, he scored. That's probably. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Mueller, Ribery, I believe I read on rotowire.com that uh, he was sick. Uh, he's, and, he had a stomach bug on Monday, sure. which, uh, and he didn't play this past weekend. Right. And they're pretty thin right now. Mm-hmm. Coman's out. Yep. Talizos out. maybe still banged up. Um. Yeah, Rafinha. Who's the other? There's another guy's injured too. Talizo. Right, right, right. He just did his ACL. Right. I mean, they're thin. Yeah, that, that may give slightly more security. I mean, if if Hamez is really the only guy coming off the bench, I guess Goretzka maybe, but he would probably come in for Javi Martinez or Tiago. Right. Um. But if like Ribery's not doing well, if Ribery's not fully uh, recovered from a, his sickness, but still starts. Then Hamez is is certainly the most likely to to come in for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like Robin a lot. He's he's let people down drastically in Champions League over the years in certain spots, and he's just. I feel like he's just had like just either he either kind of like doesn't show up or, or has a big game, which yeah really good analysis but um, <laughs> he's I, don't know. I, I kind of like I, I kind of like the idea that he's fit right now and and shooting and playing well and uh engaged that makes i mean it, consistent robin is not something we usually have meaning like consistently yeah. playing robin so right. i think there is at least value in recognizing that i think Alba and Kimmich are fine and potentially 
better than fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mueller's been really good. I think he's, you know, probably more of a GPP play. Uh, I mean, def- I mean, definitely more of a GPP play, but like a legitimately good one and and one that might get kind of get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, Thiago's a great player. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna have the freedom to attack here. They have to have some people kind of hang back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little. I mean, Benfica was probably the single worst team in Champions League last year. Yes, by far. They scored one goal yeah. in six matches, um, and I think they're pretty embarrassed. I mean, they 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 were still good last year. They scored eighty goals against twenty two in uh, Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, they're leading it this year. You know, they have Seferovic up top instead of uh, Jonas, mm-hmm. but Salvio's good. Servi's good. Uh, PT's still solid. Grimaldo's and Almeida are nice fullbacks. Like they're not a bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think their keeper is is probably going to be somebody worth going. He's German. Uh, I think he's a young German kid. Probably will get up for this one at home and try to impress his, impress uh, the Ger- yeah. his countrymen uh, and try to get it transferred back to Germany. Right. <laughs> um. I mean, I get it. I get all of that. I'm not sure I'm dying to play anybody from Benfica, though. Yeah, but you might you might take the keeper. Um, Byron, Byron has those games. I'm due for a negative keeper, so yeah. I'm sure this guy will fit right in when I build everything tomorrow. 4-0, four nil, four nil, five shots on goal, negative six. It's yeah. not bad. It's yeah. fine. Maybe a yellow card after he forces a penalty. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Sorry for talking about a keeper. (laughs) Uh, so now we, we, we left the, the most, uh, intriguing game of the slate for last. Mm -hmm. Was that intentional? It was mostly because, um, I wanted to go as long as I could in case people stop listening because I'm going to mispronounce everybody's name. I was, I actually looked up how to pronounce, uh, Pilsen. Which is a uh, is it not Pilsen? German... It is Pilsen. Oh, okay. I was like, that's the easier that's, one. That's, actually. that's how you knew that I, I looked it up because I pronounced it correctly. Gotcha, gotcha. Because um, you could you could mess that one up pretty easily if you had no idea. And I wasn't entirely sure. I don't speak Czech or German. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird game. I feel like I feel like it's a game that that. Uh, Cheska should actually win, but at the same time, it's probably the only match that Pilsen thinks they can win too. Yeah, so, I was just about to say that. <laughs> uh, I think it, you know, it, it, remi- it reminds me of, of the Schalke Porto match earlier today. That mm-hmm. just it's kind of it's kind of more likely to draw than anything else, and we'll see you know how that happens. But it actually does um, have the best draw odds on the slate. Uh, but there's some cheap plays here, maybe. Right. Well, I think this is where you find them. The one, I mean, right. Yeah, I think this is the game where you just have to hope that the one, the cheap guys that you land on are the ones that you that actually pay off. Yeah. The 
the pills and fullbacks, Limberski looks like a mess. Um, Resnick looks decent, but he's 4,200, which is a little bit mm-hmm. kicking in the teeth. Um, I want to point out that the, the most expensive playing. player in this game is 5,600. <laughs> is that Kermanchik? It's, uh, I don't know if it's no, Kopich or Kopic. Kopitz, actually. I guess it's Kopitz. I don't know. I, I made that up. Um, the UEFA guide here says Kopitz. Kopitz. Interesting. But yeah, he's the most expensive and might be on set pieces for Pilsen. Might be on set pieces. Uh, what is it? Chermak? Mm-hmm. Might be on set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy Rosovsky? My boy. Who yeah. did... Who did take the last penalty for them last mm-hmm. match and is, I think, a flat three thousand. That's pretty good. He's he's not a bad punt. Uh, it's hard to punt in Champions League. Yeah. Completely, just because there's so many goals out there. Um, but he could get you four or five points. What do you mean? You just told me he could score a goal. He's got goal upside. Well, I just I have, I, I have trouble believing that he's going to take over Kerman Chicken. At home in Champions League, when Kermanchik has like seven goals this year, yeah. and is I don't know, it's it just these strikers you kind of have to you have to cater to them. Mm-hmm. And he took one a couple months ago. Yep, those are the only two I could find this year. Right, and they were both on the field together both times. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, don't take Rosovsky for for pens, but that would certainly be a uh, a nice way to win if if uh, if he ends up taking it and you took him in GPP as like a total punt and got some other goals out of uh, the cost savings. Mm-hmm. Just how I'm going to try to win. What's that? That'll be just how I'm trying to win. You're definitely playing. <laughs> He's locked. Absolutely locked in. Um, how do you feel about the Russians away? I think they're going to be up for this. Okay. Um, they, they turned over uh, their they turned over their team a good deal, mm-hmm. but they've actually been playing better, I think, which is interesting. Like mm-hmm. they they lost Golovin. Um, they've got this like eighteen year old striker who's been awesome, Chalov. Yep. yep. He's a little older than that, isn't he? Is he that young? I think he's 18. Jeez. Pretty sure he's 18. He got a little run last year, but I think he's 18. Okay. Um, you got Zagoev, mm-hmm. who I think has done his hamstring both times I've played him the last couple times, so that's, okay. <laughs> that is not a good uh, memory for me. <laughs> um, but he's still, you know, he's the veteran there. Yep. Uh, Velocity's there on loan right now and seems to be getting a fair amount of uh, of their creative efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could. I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't. Pilsen is is favored. I don't see that. I think it's a toss up. Okay. Um, not they're not favored by a lot, but uh, I. I I'm perfectly fine with using guys on either side and hoping that the game opens up a little bit somehow. Um, 
just because I think they're they're both likely to, to play for the win. Um, just because I don't know I don't know how confident they're going to be uh, with Real and Roma right. the other two teams. I mean, Roma's beatable. Uh, Real's probably not for either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cheska is going to have confidence at home. No matter what, just because Rush is a tough, tough trip, and over the years they've been pretty good at home. So if they can steal away points, I feel like they're going to go for it. I think you kind of said it perfectly, though, that you take somebody from this game and you hope. Like that's yeah, but there's also there's not a lot of value elsewhere. Yep. You know, like you're you're counting on Fred, who could essentially just be a defensive mid. Um. At thirty five hundred, like, you know, who who are your guys in the mid range that that you feel that much more confident than, uh, you know, Kopich, Chermik, Vlasic, Zagreb? I mean, Shalov with with Shalov and Kermanchik, like those are cheap strikers. Yeah, they are. Those are very cheap strikers. I don't know if they're goal odds there, and I don't particularly care because I think goal odds are nonsense. Um. But, you know, those are the guys that are probably going to score. I don't know. Who do you think would be on penalties for Cheska? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, is that, is, I was going to say, Zagwe is the one who would immediately came to my mind. But Was it Vitinho last year? Yeah. I doubt it's shallow already. Eh, I don't know. To put in perspective, uh, Kermanchik has uh, better, slightly better goal odds than Alexis Sanchez, Jeko, Mandzukic. And what 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 odds you seeing? Uh, plus one forty, so it's about forty two ish percent. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's the highest one in the game. At fifty two hundred. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a uh, like he he he's decent. Yeah, he's like a good hold. He's a good hold up player. I don't know. Admittedly, yeah. it's about all he's I know. A, about he's him. a GPP player, obviously. But yes, yeah, I think he might actually be a pretty good GPP player. Okay. I mean, it's possible this game has more goals in it than the United Young Boys game. Just that we were talking yeah. about that United really doesn't usually play. They might shut it down if they feel confident, and, right. they, and they may they may decide after scoring a goal that Young Boys can't score on them and just right. kind of like totally shut it down. Yep. Um, so you want to you want to recap by position here real quick? Um, or now? How long have we gone? Uh, about an hour. That's how long you guys go now, huh? <laughs> Do you think Ronaldo? So I think Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's, a, Ronaldo's a big decision. Yeah, I think it all goes uh, from I th- there. I think both. I think both taking him or not taking them are, are fully defensible, and and obviously that can decide your fate. But um, I don't think that like I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't settle on a team that you really like and then not have Ronaldo and just sit in fear for the last 30 minutes before lock and then panic change and get him in there. Like, I, I think it's fine not to play him. Mm-hmm. Obviously 
like I don't have to explain the risk. Like the risk is very obvious. He has he has quite a scoring record. Um, but they're they're fifth highest goal odds in the slate, and while he is taking a lot of their shots, um, you know, it's it even two goals is not necessarily the end of the world in a Champions League slate. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people may still lean to him and. If that's the case, then good. Um, Bale and Benzema are both great. Uh, you know, if you're looking for more floor players at forward, you've got uh, you've got Mares potentially, um, Ribery and Robin. Uh, you can take Memphis and Fakir if you want to. They're floors. I think they're low floors. Uh, Rashford and Alexis. Could split corners potentially, um, so there's a lot of ways you can go there. Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough because it's it's you know, the highest the highest scoring teams here all have a lot of players that you know. W- with Real before, you could kind of just take Ronaldo and not worry about anybody else. Yeah. Agree. Um, now you can't. So. You can do that with Juventus, but it's a very different team. You can't do that with Juventus. I, you can say that, and I still like Bernadeschi, but I, I'm more worried about his minutes than anything else. And, mm-hmm. and then Pjanic, uh, Pjanic could certainly cut into any set pieces that he might take. Um, yeah, but I mean, City, City, Real, and Bayern are all just kind of like six different guys could score, mm-hmm. and and that makes it tough. Um, and six different guys could take corners for Bayern and City. <laughs> right. So there aren't there aren't necessarily reliable floors on either of those, but avoiding them is potentially suicidal as well. So um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have you have you really uh have you really have you made some teams yet? Like what are the decisions you're you're staring at? Uh I the the Ronaldo is obviously the one that I keep coming back to mostly because if you don't play Ronaldo um, all of my Ronaldo builds had either Benzema or Bale as well and so if Mm -hmm. you take Ronaldo out uh, I don't think Benzema and Bale is a bad choice I don't think I would do it myself like I think I'm more likely to play Bale and Robin or um, the I, I mean, Mares makes sense. I I, I get it. Uh, I just don't ever feel comfortable with the Man City guys. Like Mares just made it worse. Uh, and Aguero is kind of like if he starts, he's probably not playing ninety. Sometimes that doesn't matter with him, but it's, it just I feel like when you decide not to play Ronaldo, you're like okay, and you go through the list and everybody has some sort of issue. <laughs> Whereas I don't feel like he has that issue as much. So I'm the kind of person who will just end up back on Ronaldo because I feel like he really is the safest one. It feels safe. It feels like, it feels like home. Right. Right. I, I prefer to sweat the, the upside of Ronaldo for my own team than fearing Ronaldo. But maybe that's, that's a more... Point. I understand. I understand the psychology of it, but it's just a horrible way to play. Like, you know, you you kind of have to 
you have to dig your heels in and just be okay with it and, and be confident in your decisions and your analysis and just fearing like that's that's what caused uh, everybody to play Aguero last week and and oftentimes to play Aguero is, is fear and you know he was a huge disappointment. It wasn't that bad. Mm. He disappointed, but it wasn't like dramatic. Yeah. If you took Aguero over over Azard, you probably aren't feeling so hot. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that, but huh. I agree. I don't know. I Ronaldo, yeah, like you said, he feels the safest. Having Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I he could easily not score here. I mean, oh sure. And in that case, yeah, I'm not counting I'm not counting on an eight shot floor with four fouls drawn. I just don't I don't I don't necessarily think that's there with Valencia. Okay. That's reasonable. I think the difficulty... I, I would be surprised and I I don't know. I would be very surprised if I play him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think the the problem that I have with playing him is that I'm probably playing him with another high priced forward. Like it's not like I'm gonna play him and right. try to go cheap. Um and then you're playing Kopic and Suleimani and all of a sudden. Right. I'm like, I like this lineup and I'm going to six points from each of them. Yeah. All those scores once and. Right. And City scores six. Exactly. I mean, that felt well, like it happened yeah, can, every yeah, slate. That's last why year. it's almost, it's almost suicide to play cash in these champions league slates, but, but. I think the optimal cash play is to not play cash. Yeah, I, I, I've certainly, I've certainly rapidly withdrawn and decided that, that was my most positive EV move in a lot of cases for Champions League. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's exactly we're kind of going back to DraftKings want wanting more variance, but it's like the perfect DraftKings situation because the goals just come from everywhere, and yeah, you just can't plan for everywhere. Yeah. But I don't hate I don't hate Champions League like I hate Showdown. Like at least in Champions League, like you're not gonna lose to uh, you know uh, John Stone's brace like you're absolutely guaranteed to in Showdown. That's fair. Like just, the donkey plays just don't come. Like everybody's covered in Showdown. Pierre Hosberg goal is like sixty five percent out. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um if you don't play Ronaldo, who do you think is your most expensive player then? Uh Bale. Bale, okay. Bale, I I I I think Bale wants to be the guy there. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean he was marginalized more than anybody, I For think. Sure. I mean Benzema Benzema got kicked off his his national team and he's had he's got his own issues, but uh, I think Bale is the one who came there as a star and kind of just got like, uh, kind of got enveloped. He had injury issues, and I think he's ready now. Okay. Um, and he's he's shooting a lot. He just to me, he seems like the the easiest play there. Um, and I think I can do something with that fourteen hundred. I don't know what it is yet, but otherwise, I would if I played Ronaldo over Bale, and then didn't play Bale. Uh, I feel like I would I would be kicking myself more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's my 
that's what it comes down to for me with Bale is that do I really want to spend that much for both of them? And as of now, no, maybe something pops up tomorrow. Right. You know, we're, we're kind of, you know, we, we, we don't know what these lineups are, are definitely going to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, theoretically they're going to play their best players, but some of these teams have multiple best players. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I think we've rambled on long enough. We have, we have. Yeah. Uh, Tom's not even really Tom's a lurker on Twitter so I'm not even going to share his Twitter account um, but yeah. you did fine what's that did you want to share it no I don't yeah. definitely not <laughs> definitely not no, okay I don't, I don't tweet right except to, except to bitch it, oh sorry for cursing uh, except to complain to Burnback about things I love Burnback right he deserves some of those coming to him but anyway yeah um you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter at Rotowire Andrew. I do tweet all the time. Um, I'm available in the Rotowire Slack chat as well. Tom's a lurker there as well, so um, you can always <laughs> try to get his attention, but usually it doesn't work. But uh, Tom, thank you very much for all of that, and I hope you win all the money tomorrow. Uh, my pleasure, man. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.